Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches you are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. Many of you still in the middle of a uh, the throes of a four-day weekend. For uh, some of us, we are working today, then taking off tomorrow. I know it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. But you know what? Uh, you know, with so many times we focus on holiday weekends. As, uh, you know, hey, we got the weekend off, but a whole lot of people work. <laughs> a whole lot of people work on this Saturday and Sunday and today and tomorrow while uh, while, while some uh, get the opportunity to, to enjoy the holiday. But regardless of whether you're working or not, I'm here to uh, put together a, a good show. I'm not taking the day off. I didn't take the weekend off. I worked on this show uh, yesterday a good part of the day and this morning a good part of the morning. And, and a lot of news happened over the weekend. I don't know if you'd have heard this, but uh, in, uh, in Baltimore, there was a mass shooting at a block party. 28 people were shot, two people dead in Chicago. The new mayor up there just doing a bang-up job uh, taking over for where Lori Lightfoot left off. 32 people shot over this weekend so far, three of them dead. In all of these all of these uh, things, this would be all the way to 70 people shot and five dead, mostly black people. But a little bit of good news from Barack and Michelle Obama. None of them uh, were planning on attending Harvard. So they, you don't even need to care. You don't even need to act like you care at all because none of them were trying to apply at Harvard to get in. And that's generally the only time that Democrats like Barack and Michelle Obama, the most, the most uh, spoiled, entitled people to uh, ever live in the White House. I mean, honestly, you, Donald Trump. Well, Donald Trump, he went to the military and he worked and he went to military school and, and he, you know, got a million dollars from his dad. Yeah. And then he parlayed it into a giant whatever. Uh, Barack Obama was just groomed by leftists. And then uh, somebody wrote a book for him before he even became a United States senator. So he was kind of a, what is that word I'm looking for? Manchurian candidate, I guess, to some degree. But uh, but don't worry, don't worry. None of the people who were shot and or murdered in Chicago or Baltimore had any intention or any ability, for that matter, to go to school at Harvard because the uh, primary education uh, system in both of those cities is absolute crap. And uh, in the inner cities of Chicago and Baltimore, the black nuclear family has been completely decimated. So, uh, again, uh, Barack and Michelle, before you decide to tweet or anything today, realize that they have nothing to do with Ivy League privileged education. So you don't need just go back to not giving a crap about them. It's completely fine. There you go. A lot of things happened over the weekend. Uh, Donald Trump had a big rally in South Carolina. We're hoping to hear from Barbara from Baltimore. Uh, she's our, our favorite uh, caller from Baltimore. She auditioned at our anchor station a couple weeks ago, maybe do a little talk show, a little spot talk show, because she's the template. But she uh, texted me over the weekend and said that despite the fact, I mean, it was hot as heck during this rally. And she said, you could only imagine how hot it was. 
And and I got to tell you, uh, Donald Trump looked cool as a cucumber. I was watching the uh, the speech on Newsmax, and they were handing out Gatorade <laughs> behind the stands. It was a little distracting. You know, when you're watching Donald Trump and he's got some great lines, and all of a sudden, hey, I'll have a Gatorade over here. <laughs> They're passing around Gatorade in there. But Barbara said, she said it was just hot. It was just crazy, crazy hot. I got a little bit of audio from there. But uh, Joe Biden spoke on Friday some inspirational words because, you know, he's uh, he's going to beat Donald Trump. I mean, if he if he makes it through the election, actually, he won't make it through the election. But here's his speech Friday anyway. Well, guess what? Less than we, a guy driving a truck hit a anyway knocked down a whole yeah, bridge and Shouldn't, the whole blocked four lanes of the highway. Yeah. Today, with the help of the inflation reduction, well, that, inflation reduction the inflation reduction act, what a new plan's being built. Three quarters of U.S. industries grew more con- consecrated. I mean, excuse me, consecrated. I'm thinking I didn't go to mass. Yeah, yeah that's that's your. Uh... That's your president who won 81 million votes, I guess, is what they were. You know, the big news at the rally was when uh, <laughs> Lindsey Graham decided to try to talk. This, this, is, this is the best part of it. I'll, I'll got some Trump audio coming up. But um, we are right now in a, uh, a political environment where a good share of the electorate feels like they have been abused severely by the deep state. And the reason is they were. Okay, Uh, you've got half of the country that Joe Biden calls uh, MAGA fascists, enemies of democracy, who have been called by the FBI white supremacists and uh, and terrorists. Okay, you got all of that going on. Then you've got this massive censorship campaign of uh, conservatives that is being uh, laid out for everyone to see. The hearings last week. I got some audio from Harriet Hageman this weekend on Newsmax. Uh, so, so we were censored. Uh, we've been called every name in the book. The government has officially declared war on us. All right, and uh, and Donald Trump is uh, is the guy who has gone through that with us. That's it, really. People look at Donald Trump now as holy crap. They're doing to him what they've done to us, and they've made him into a movement because of it. Because Donald Trump is not about, oh, we're going to save Social Security, you're going to save whatever. It's, look what they're doing to us. And that's why people are going, okay, this is real. So, Lindsey Graham, any time that a politician, a pundit, or whatever abandons their principles for the benefit of those in power, or even shows a, a crack in their conservative cred, Immediately, people get mad about it. And Lindsey Graham, he he surfs from one side of the political argument to another. And one minute he's a good guy, one minute he's a bad guy. Used to be that with uh, that way with Mitch McConnell, but now everybody knows that Mitch McConnell is a uh, corrupt rhino from hell. He is a, he's a uniparty guy. He's one of those uniparty guys. There are people in Washington D.C. who don't want Trump to come back to Washington D.C. And they're in both parties because. Donald Trump represents the upsetting of their political system and their graft and corruption, among other things. All right. And so Lindsey Graham has has played both sides of the field. And now people don't trust him anymore. People don't trust him. Here he is on stage in uh, in South Carolina this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham. 
That's a hometown crowd. See, normally that's what I would say. Hey, guys, thanks for coming out. Make sure to tip your bartenders and waitresses, and we'll see you next time. Welcome to Pickens. Wow. Thank y'all for coming. You want to find something in common? Yeah, what? <laughs> Just calm down for a second. Senator Lindsey Graham, who is really... Oh, boy. Got, I'm going to have to work... I'm going to have to work on these people. Uh, uh, Mr. President, uh, uh, all respect, you know, but um, nothing you say is going to uh, recreate or rebuild Lindsey Graham's uh, uh, cred ever. He's done. He's Mitch McConnell. He just doesn't know it yet. I'm going to have All right. <laughs> wow. He's... he's... He's there. He's there when you need him. He's there when you need Lindsey him. Lindsey Graham would have gotten a bigger reception in Ukraine than he would have in Pickens, South Carolina. That's yeah, there you go. And, and Ukraine's one of the issues as well because Lindsey Graham, he every once in a while, he'll say something populist or he'll do something moderately populist. And then he just shows himself as a, as a D.C. insider with his support of uh, Ukraine and other things. But anyway, and, and then I saw this this weekend. This was uh, put together by Ultra Mega Party. This is why the people in South Carolina were we're booing about it. I'll just let this play a little. It's kind of cool. Well, I tell you where I'm not under fire, and that's in South Carolina. I spent the weekend at home, and let's just say this. The only thing I got going for me is 90% of the South Carolinians. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome United States Senator Lindsey Graham. In case you don't know it, that's the music uh, from uh, Backstabbers by the OJs. Tap tip to the boomers. in this county. I live 15 miles down the road. Thank you. I want to talk to the Trump supporters for a minute. I don't know who you are, and I don't know why you like this guy. He's going to take all the problems of the world and put them in a box and make your life better. That's what he's selling. Here's what you're buying. He's a race-baiting, xenophobic, religious bigot. And you know how you make America great again? Tell Donald Trump to go to hell. I think his campaign wow. is opportunistic, race-baiting, religious bigotry, xenophobia. Other than that, he'd be a good nominee. I hadn't spent any time on the Clinton email investigation. And huh. I don't want to try her. Can you imagine what it'd be like to go back and try your political opponent? If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's probably, you've got a problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is as good a man as God ever created. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are lawfully elected and will become the president and the vice president of the United States on January the 20th. He's an opportunist. I don't believe the election was stolen. You don't believe the election was stolen. Do you want Donald Trump, if he is looking ahead to 2024, to stop saying that? If he runs for president, talking about 2020 is not what people want to hear. It sounds like you're, you're saying point blank, Donald Trump, please stop saying the 2020 election was over. I'm telling President Trump, you want to be president again in 2024, focus on solving the problems Americans are living with. He's told me a thousand times and everybody else, I didn't collude with no Russians. Well, we'll find out whether that's true or not. This is for Mr. Mueller to determine. We're not going to... Hey, Jackweed, everybody knew it was a ruse from the beginning. And either you are completely clueless or you're lying. Stop looking at the president because he claims the New York Times was fake news. You say that Mueller is a good guy, right? That's been my experience, yes. And you'll do anything necessary to protect him from being uh, interfered with when it comes to doing his job. 
Uh, absolutely. We have now evidence that Hunter Biden's communicating in some kind of business deal that's gotten off track. Uh, tapes regarding Biden, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, phone call potentially to somebody in Ukraine. I don't know if that's accurate or not. Well, let me just say this. Yeah, you know, I've had about enough of that. <laughs> I've had about enough of him. I've had about enough of that. You get one, you get one shot. You get one shot, and and when you screw it up, like, for instance, Chris Christie. Chris Christie, he, he had one shot as a conservative, as somebody that someone could take seriously as a conservative, and people did for a while. He, he said some very appealing things when he was initially uh, came on the, on the uh, public scene, and then, then he became uh, MSNBC contributor and a rhino from hell. And the only reason he's running is that I can only say is that to raise money, to raise awareness, and once people start to notice Chris Christie again, uh, he can badmouth Donald Trump and Donald Trump's election. That's it. That's all there is. So anyway, we got to, we got a lot of stuff on the plate today. Um, some really, really uh, important things said about censorship of freedom of speech. Also, if you know this, but Friday, a report on Afghanistan and the uh, the withdrawal from Afghanistan came out. They did it on a uh, Friday before a holiday weekend to cover up the malfeasance and the giant Charlie Foxtrot that was the withdrawal from Afghanistan. Your calls are welcome here, guys, at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, you can make mistakes on occasion. Even Lindsey down here, Senator Lindsey Graham. We love Senator Graham. We're going to love him. We're going to love him. You know, it's pretty bad when uh, Donald Trump, the guy who can get fifty to 75,000 people to come to a small South Carolina town that normally has 5,000 people, he shows up there, massive rally, nobody else is doing that, and I'm not trying to make this a campaign uh, ad for Donald Trump. Somebody wrote me this weekend, you're so rah-rah about Donald You know what, if I, if I support Donald Trump, who, ca- who cares? If you support Ron DeSantis, who cares? If you call and say, "Hey, man, I support Ron DeSantis," I'll lay. Why do you report? Why do you support him? Tell me. I don't care. All right. So uh, uh, get off me if you don't like the fact that I I I uh, like Donald Trump as a candidate. All right. Get over it. Uh, we can have a discussion about your candidate or any other candidate on the ticket. It's just that there's only one candidate on the ticket that has suffered so much abuse, targeted abuse by the deep state, which says to me. That they don't want him in Washington, D.C. Because they got a good thing going with your tax money. And every week that we go along here, we realize how badly you and I have been abused. So that's it. That's it. Uh, Donald Trump did have a rally this weekend. Uh, I'll play a little bit, a little bit of that. And then I want to get into the, some of these uh, Supreme Court decisions um, from last week that are pretty great. And then also, uh, Joy Reid admits that she would have not she would have not gotten into Harvard if it were not for um, affirmative action. And uh, she, by the way, completely destroyed her own argument. I'll explain why in a moment. And now Joe has given China the green light as they open up, uh, not even believable, military installations in Cuba just 90 miles off our coast. Think of that. And that will end as soon as I'm president. China will be leaving. They will be leaving. That's pretty big. They will be leaving. And we had a very good relationship. You didn't hear about Taiwan. And you didn't hear about Ukraine from Putin during my four years. They say, how do you know? Because that would have never happened. They say, how do you know? They say, because number one, it never happened. 
was never even discussed. They knew better. Joe Biden's policy is China first. My policy is very simple. America first. You know, it's kind of interesting that uh, Ukraine is getting hundreds of billions of dollars from us. China's getting hundreds of billions of dollars from us. Joe Biden made us energy dependent, even though we're sitting on oceans of oil and natural gas. And he is making us dependent on China, which is responsible for about 80% of the parts for uh, electric uh, vehicle batteries, uh, windmills, you know. So isn't it interesting? He also got money. Joe Biden and his family got a lot of money from Ukraine and China, both of them in the energy sector. It's almost like... This is a quid pro quo. It's almost like we're seeing exactly what uh, what he got paid for. You know, it is. And then you realize, yeah, it is. It really is. So uh, we'll move on from the Trump rally. I've got some other things I need to share. More than half of Americans support the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision. That is the, uh, the uh, Roe v. Wade uh, repeal. Did you know that? Oh, and then most people also report uh, college students paying back their own damn student loans. There's been a little bit of a battle cry, a hue and cry from uh, selfish little children who uh, paid for their degrees um, with uh, loans and now are complaining that they have to pay them back. But most Americans say, eh, you got to pay them back. You got to pay them back. But 52% of U.S. likely voters said they approve of the Dobbs decision, 37 who strongly approve, 44% of respondents disapprove. 36% strongly disapproved. So basically, we are split. But here's the amazing thing about the Dobbs decision. Abortion is still not illegal. It was returned to the states. It was returned to the states. And, and you know the other amazing thing? Uh, fewer abortions are happening and more babies are being born. Isn't that kind of crazy how that happens? And you know what is even more crazy is that all the 50 years of caterwauling and screaming and, and crying from the rooftops that, A, abortion is the most significant thing a woman can do in her life, even though the opposite is true. Giving birth to a baby is really the most significant thing that someone can do in their lives or a woman can do in their lives. As far as, you know, why God sent you here, you know, there is that. Uh, it, it's remarkable. But, you know, we were told for 50 years there would be back alley abortions, that there would be these abortion clinics back there and there'd be rats coming out of the, uh, you know, whatever the the uh, uh, reception area. I mean, it'd just be crazy, right? All of the abortions that were going to happen, back alley abortions and all that and all the murder and that. And all of the, I guess, the abortion doctors would be killed and stuff. And none of that has happened. None of, none of that has happened. The only violence has come from the left. The only violence is, is people who are so morally depraved that uh, in response to a ruling to save babies' lives, uh, a ruling that saved, um, unfortunately didn't stop before 65 million babies could be aborted before birth. But th their reaction to this is to actually attack centers where women go to learn about uh, op, uh you know other other options other than abortion and also to learn about adoption isn't that kind of weird how that is so america's still split but abortion is not uh, is not illegal uh also this is kind of funny boston university law students are being offered therapy to help them navigate with the three supreme court rulings from last week regarding race religion and student loans <laughs> <laughs> they literally they literally are offering therapy to these little snowflakes who can't handle a news cycle. All right, so I've got audio from that coming up. Also, a, uh, a UC Berkeley professor says they literally discriminate when they hire faculty. 
among other things. This, my friends, is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. We all know America is headed in the wrong direction. It's time to grab the wheel. It's the Rob Carson Show. I had the opportunity to get out and, uh, and see people this weekend and talk about uh, what people were talking about. And obviously the three uh, Supreme Court decisions uh, last week were huge. Um, you know, the people I was speaking to were uh, largely conservative, except for one liberal at a car show that I destroyed by just saying, really? Well, tell me why. I know, I know. It's weird. It's just weird. Just weird. Just Oh, really? You think so? Well, well tell me why. End of discussion. It, honestly, it's like, well, what about Jared Kushner? What about him? He should be in jail because, you know, Hunter Biden is not criminal. Really? Tell me why. Yeah, I know. I know. It, it is uh, It is re- remarkable. But three big decisions last week. Uh, the uh, uh, Let's see. You got the uh, re- outlawing races of factor in college admissions, which, by the way, is the ultimate Karenism. Uh, Karen is a white liberal, guilt-ridden, lives in cul-de-sac America, and she is the one who's willing to step in and be offended for everybody. She is the reason why the Washington Redskins no longer exist. White Karen was the one who stepped in and said to people in places like Ferguson, hey, you know what we need? We need to defund the police. Meanwhile, the residents in Ferguson are going, dudes, um, we're being victimized here, and it was just burned down. I think we'd like the police here. But white Karen said, no, we have got this. No problem. White Karen stepped in when George Floyd was murdered. White Karen stepped in and said, well, obviously you black people are offended by, uh, let's see, uh, 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 Uncle Ben, uh, Aunt Jemima, um, and let's see, what else? Uh, uh, the, uh, the, the Washington Redskins, among other things, so they all have to go away. That's White Karen. White Karen is also the one who says that uh, black people are so stupid they can't get into Harvard unless we let them in. And that's what it is. It's thinking the worst. It's the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's what it's all about. If the Democrat Party gave a rat's behind about the black population, they'd look at themselves and they'd go, wait. Why are so many kids of color not prepared when they go to Harvard? How about that? How about looking at Asian kids rather than with disdain, but go, wow, what's going on in the Asian community that is uh, is resulting in kids really wanting to succeed academically and kick butt? But you see, that's not what Democrats do. Democrats hate. Democrats hate others who succeed. They do, and they want everybody to perform at their low level. It's, it's, it's this way time and time and time and time and time again. That's why there are so many Democrat 
uh, attacks, and I will say black attacks on uh, Asian people in, in places like San Francisco, one of the first places that when Ferguson or, or another largely back black population area that is descended into hell because of Democrat policies, one of the first places that are destroyed are the Asian-owned uh, uh, businesses, including those in, uh, owned by people from India and other places like that. There is a deep-set hatred of people by the Democrat Party when they come to the United States and outperform the, uh, the people that the Democrats are supposed to be representing. I said last week, I said, you know, the Democrats stood in schoolhouse doors for years trying to prevent the integration of schools, though, so that kids of color could do well. And then when they finally had to relent, what they did was open the door and make the schools into absolute crap holes. And if you don't believe me, look at Baltimore. And if you don't believe me, look at Chicago. And I'm going to tell you right now, those two cities are in the worst shape as far as primary education as they have ever been in American history. And nobody's being fired yet. Isn't that weird? But Barack and Michelle Obama, they are willing to step over the bodies of the children in Chicago to get to the few who made it to the doors of Harvard and let them in. It really is. It's the, it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. You can't do as well as these Indian kids getting into Harvard. So we're just going to let you get in, even though you're underperforming. Now, in the case of uh, Joy Reid, I am surprised, actually. She got really good grades in high school. And so she already had an advantage academically. Somebody at Harvard said, ding, 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 ding. There's a person of color. Let's go. Now, I'm going to play this sound, but I'll interrupt periodically to talk about the many myriad ways that she co contradicts herself. But she also forgets that there are millions of kids just like her who had the same uh, academic record, uh, who was excellent, who were passed up by Harvard, never even would have gotten a call from Harvard. And I would venture to say probably... Uh, I grew up in Iowa, and I, uh, I was an excellent student, and I were people in my class, absolute overachievers, four-plus GPA, uh, you know, no, no attendance missed the whole deal. Nobody would ever, in my hometown, ever have gotten called by Harvard. But Joy Reid did, and here's Joy Reid talking about the glories of affirmative action well, let me just be clear. I got into Harvard only because of affirmative action. I went to a school no one had ever heard of in Denver, Colorado, in a small suburb. I didn't go to Exeter or Andover. Yeah, I didn't right. have college test prep. I just happened to be really nerdy and smart and have really good grades. And good oh. There you go. You had really good grades. That helps. D scores, right. but someone came to Denver, Colorado to look for me. A Harvard right. recruiter flew to Denver, and I met up with her at the Village Inn restaurant and did a pre-interview to get to to pull me into Harvard. I, I wonder how many people she flew past to get to Joy Reid. Yeah, 
Yeah. I was pulled in. and the, and the You got to kind of wonder also if, I don't know, maybe there was some preferential treatment in her hiring because, I mean, her show is just terrible. Schools like Harvard and Yale that I got the, into. Affirmatively. Yes. And it was literally not. It was affirmative. We're going to take an unqualified person and put them right. in Harvard. Yes. We're going to take a very qualified person who we would never know existed and put them in Harvard. That's how I got there. That's how Katanji got there. That's how. Yeah, that's how Katanji got into the Supreme Court, actually. Because Joe Biden says he was looking for a black woman and he uh, discriminated against everybody else to uh, put that person on the Supreme Court. That's racism, kids. Justice Jackson, I should say. Justice Jackson got there. It's how Clarence Thomas got there. But the minute I... He also had incredible grades and he's a brilliant man. Arrived from my majority black little town, Montbello in Denver, to Harvard, the first like week or two that I was in class, my presence was questioned by white people. I was in this big con- No, 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 no. Uh, of course, and this is the, the terrible thing that affirmative action does, is it casts a pall over many people when they do get achieve something uh, because they are immediately considered suspect because the government looks upon their skin color favorably. And you can't blame them for that because... But it's true. Reference class where hmm. some white students t- stood up and said, those students, the black students. Really, Joy, did they really do that? I really doubt at Harvard that they did that. They're only here because of affirmative action. It became a huge argument that we all. Sure, you bet. Yeah, let me see the video on that, Joy. All ended up having. This was freshman year. Oh, I, sure, you bet. Yeah. I had never had my academic credentials questioned. Okay. I had never had anyone question whether I was intelligent. Until- then why would you go to school there if it's so racist? Until I got to Harvard. And it was a defining uh, point of my experience there. It's why I really was mis- one of the many reasons I was miserable there my freshman year. Oh, boo frickety who. Yeah. You feel completely out of place. No, you shouldn't feel comp- out of place. You could actually feel determined. You could say, well, I'm going to prove you wrong. How about that, joie? People keep telling you you shouldn't be here. No, and- they didn't. You're lying. And yet, some of the people I went to school with, we're far less smart than me or the other right. black folk there. Right. They got in because their daddy and their granddaddy. I right. Oh, yeah, I'm against this, too, by the way. School with somebody whose name was on one of the buildings. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to school with people whose names. Yeah, that, that's, that's uh, you know, there's a lot of that goes on in uh, in higher academics, by the way. There's a whole lot of, of, uh, of things that happen when, uh, I don't know, a booster's dad or a booster's son uh, gets into college. <laughs> it's just remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but students at uh, at uh, the law school in Massachusetts are being offered wellness resources. So they the kids when they saw these Supreme Court decisions last, uh, they were they were very upset apparently. And uh, apparently uh, the um, uh, according to the the people at the university uh, talking about the Supreme Court, the ascending judges went so far as to say the race based admission system uses race as a negative and operates as a stereotype. They may couch their opinion in legal jargon, but we all know that this opinion aims to uh, to do uh, advocate for a colorblind admissions process. However, as many of our students know, and Justice Sotomayor says in her dissent, ignoring race will not equalize society that is racially unequal. doesn't mean you can't succeed and and i've said this before the greatest people of color in history that everyone in the world can recall uh muhammad ali uh oprah winfrey uh, uh clarence thomas uh and i could go on and on about all the figures in black history they came from the united states 
and yet the United States supposedly is like a pre, uh, pre-fall of apartheid in South Africa. It's always been nonsense. Let's go to Randall in Pacific Grove on this Monday. Hello, Randall. Welcome to the show. Randall, are you there? Yeah, I don't, okay. Well, there yeah. you are. How you doing, buddy? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, it's the white liberal Karen that actually will gloat over the death of a black man and milk the tragedy and exploit, uh, you know. So you ever hear that term, keep it simple, stupid? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to try to do that. All right. Now, All right. the way I see it, yeah, Trump would be the ideal candidate for this reason. Number one, I, uh, Ron DeSantis is is on board with him because even if um, Ron DeSantis was to win the presidency, we need to remember the victories that conservatives have had. Whether you want to say the MAGA, the Tea Party, or uh, the, the, the new conservative approach after all this. So, okay, three Supreme Court judge, justices, um, the defeat of Roe versus Wade, yes. and the defeat of affirmative action. Now, I said when Trump was president and everybody was uh, focusing on his victories correctly and, and then the liberals were saying that he was defeated, the truth is he is winning. Now, I want to say this. Trump is a humble man. He is not the arrogant, selfish, egotistical mogul people make him out to be. Yeah. He is perfectly happy with the country doing well, the conservative movement doing well, and this country being strong, whether he's president or not, he's a realist. He's a realist, yeah. Yeah. and um, so I want to make it make it clear that that whether he wins the presidency or not, the most important thing to Donald Trump is our safety, our well-being. He said that he means it, and, and he's a realist. So uh, I want to get this dump about him being some kind of a buffoon and a greedy person and all this stuff, which is just the same old thing they've said about everybody. And I want to say that um, we have won, but now it's up to us American people individually to, number one, when it comes to our success, now that Roe versus Wade is defeated, men need to say no and keep it zipped. That'll take care of that part of the uh, abortion problem. Okay, number two, the affirmative action thing, start earning your merit. Now it's our chance to, to, to dig in and improve ourselves. Work on merit, show your achievement, be serious about your goals and fulfill them, and don't rely on the government to give them to you for free. And so, yeah, we need to now take advantage uh, civilly of this victory, because I do believe that Ron DeSantis is on board with Donald Trump. I don't believe they're rivals, and I, I think that with, even if Ron DeSantis were to win, uh, Donald Trump has also won. This is what Donald Trump wants. He wants conservatism to get back to where it used to be. All right, Randall, I appreciate it. I got to run. I got to run. Thanks for the phone call, bro. Do appreciate it. Uh, a lot of stuff to chomp on there. Not even sh- uh, sure where to start. Um, as far as uh, Trump and DeSantis, here's what I'll, I'll say. Uh, the other candidates in the race this year have a very tough row to hoe. And I am saying this not as a uh, Trump supporter. I'm saying this as a realist explaining to you what is going on. Because I'm telling you, this is not any other year. 
right? This is not any other year. Uh, normally, at the beginning of a primary season, nobody really knows who they're going to support, and the, and the support comes through a trickle down to which candidates drop out, which are remaining. This is a completely different year. All right. So if you if you think that it's going to be the same as it has been, throw everything that you knew or thought you knew about the primary process out the window. And before you cast aspersions on someone who is supporting Donald Trump, understand why they do it. And it's not like it used to be. It's not like when, you know, when, when Donald Trump ran for president originally, originally I thought I maybe I was a Scott Walker guy. Then I thought maybe Marco Rubio. Then I thought maybe Ted Cruz. I'm thinking Donald Trump, who the hell? Donald Trump, he's guy on The Apprentice. I mean, I've seen this guy as a playboy. I have nothing in common with Donald Trump. Why is it? What is this? Then I realized what he was about, and then he went to Washington, D.C. and did what he said he was going to do. That's the difference this year, guys. I'm just going to tell you, you're going to have to deal, it, deal with it if you're, a, if you're a DeSantis supporter, if you're a Christie supporter, if you are a, a Nikki Haley supporter. You're going to have to face the reality that your candidates have a severe uphill climb that no other G- GOP candidate in recent memory has ever had to overcome. And that is people already committed to a candidate because of seven years of persecution by the mainstream media, big social media, and the deep state. Let's take a break and come back. It's the Rob Carson Show. Donald Trump says he's the funniest man on TV. Just wait till he hears him on the radio. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Hunter Biden, by the way. <laughs> Apparently there was a, he, he photographed himself doing 172 miles an hour behind the wheel of a Porsche en route to a days-long Vegas bender with prostitutes. Pictured himself smoking crack behind the wheel. This from his, uh, his uh, laptop. Yeah, he took a photo from behind the wheel of his Porsche, 172 miles an hour on the way to Las Vegas for a party with prostitutes in 2018. He crashed a rental car in Palm Springs and lied about the accident to an insurer after a 12 day bender yeah yeah but you know what it's a story of love between his father and hunter yeah i mean he's just a scumbag man then in 2018 it shows him going 35 miles per hour down old dominion drive near dc in arlington driving his new ford raptor truck holding a hand uh, a blackened crack pipe in one hand but it's just about love it's just about love He's a scumbag. His father's a scumbag. Uh, Apple don't fall too far from the tree. Let's go to Dwayne in Delaware. Dwayne, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Well, I was sitting there thinking about how awful this Democratic Party has been. Uh, You can have all the affirmative action and all that you want, but when you have all these illegal folks coming into this country and they're getting precedence over everybody else, they're getting free everything. You know, and now they can come in diseased and you get free medical. So, I mean, it, since 42 is gone, it, this is a nightmare. We got people in Lewis down here hiring illegals. They work 16 hours a day building these homes for these rich folks down here. They got, they're working 16 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, they pay them straight time the whole time. They do not complain, but they're snapping up every job. That yeah. poor kids in the inner cities and all, and don't have an opportunity to get. So Absolutely. where's this Sharpton dude and this and, and Obama and all these other cruds? 
Where are they when when you Dwayne, get out there helping Dwayne, them? Unless unless those uh, those kids who got shot in Baltimore were signed up to possibly get into Harvard, they don't give a crap, Dwayne. The the, exactly. the Democrat Party doesn't give a crap. This this weekend, I was told the the NAACP of wherever wanted to be on the show to talk about the Supreme Court ruling. I said as soon as this, the NAACP starts giving a crap about black people and less about politics, I will have it. But I said honestly. Uh, take the NAACP and stick it. And I didn't hear back from him. So, Dwayne, i got to take a break, man. I appreciate the phone call. This is The Rob Carson Show. Big news from the app world. Millions have downloaded the Newsmax app. It's one of the most popular apps on both iPhones and Android devices. Plus, it's free. So go to your app store now, and you'll get easy access to Newsmax.com for top news. Plus, you can watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. And remember to sign up for app notifications so you never miss a breaking news alert from Newsmax. Download the free app now. Takes just seconds. Newsmax TV. Watch us anytime, anywhere.